This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown, columnist at Horns. 247.com joined as always by our fearless leader the managing editor of horns 24 7 the one and only taylor estes taylor how you doing after a 58 nothing beatdown of rice by texas saturday night yeah i'm doing i'm doing well personally uh, i would imagine most texas fans are waking up on a sunday here after that game pretty happy with what they saw from um, you know, they're longhorns, but overall I'm doing well, just running on, you know, minimal hours of sleep right now. So apologies if we look tired because we are, <laughs> how are you doing chip? Yeah. I mean, you and I were just talking about last, well, Arkansas, we did the podcast right after the game and tonight's game was a little bit later than that one. And so we waited until Sunday morning to do it, but I'm wondering if now we should just do them all right after the game because, uh, my eyes reflect how little sleep I got last night, but enough about us. Let's get into what happened Saturday night, because I think I look at what happened Saturday night as a monumental shift in the Texas football season. And I think a lot of fans are like, Oh, we beat rice. It's uh, this is so boring. And we learned nothing. And I'm sitting here saying, okay, you found your quarterback. It's Casey Thompson. He's led Texas to points on 16 of his last 18 drives, 14 of those 16 went for touchdowns, including all seven of his touch all seven of his drives to points last night he led them to points on seven of eight drives all for touchdowns converted a fourth and 3 converted a third and 14 from his own seven uh was even a lead blocker on a 27 yard run by Roshan Johnson and was efficient 15 of 18 passing he had one interception in fact texas had a 30 to nothing lead casey had completed nine of ten passes his only incompletion was an interception where he got hit as he was throwing and the ball fluttered up in the air like a punt for rice uh to intercept kudos to the texas defense for not allowing that turnover to turn into points they held rice in the red zone and then blocked a field goal but there was a delay a game penalty on rice so they had to kick it again and the kid missed a 29 yarder but taylor so texas gets its first shutout since 2017 but to me the strength of the rice football team was their defense 
It's yeah. they got 10 starters back from a defense that gave up 18.8 points per game last year and shut out then number 15 Marshall 20 to nothing and had Arkansas down 17 to 7 midway through the third quarter. That was all the Rice defense doing the work. And and so putting 58 up on that defense is not insignificant. And Casey Thompson is your quarterback. I don't care what Steve Sarkeesian says about kind of Casey Thompson will kind of lead the charge into Texas Tech. The whole football team knows it. Bijan Robinson said, "We it's all it all starts with the quarterback, and we just need to keep rolling with Casey." Right. So and you have to listen to Bijan Robinson. And I mean, the players know. The players know. We talk about this all the time, Chip. The players know who the leaders are. Steve Sarkeesian did acknowledge there's something about Casey when he goes in the game, the offense starts rolling. And that's true. I mean, there's no denying that there may be some Texas fans out there that may be a little, you know, suspect to give too much credit because it was rice or whatever you may have you. But the reality is every time Casey Thompson gets in the game, the offense gets rolling. And that's you know, nice. Taylor, he reminds me of James Brown. I'm just going to say it. James Brown mid nineties under John Makovic was never supposed to be the quarterback at Texas. It was supposed to be Shea Morenz. This, you know, again, beautiful armed quarterback baseball player. James Brown got into games. His first start was against OU in 1994 and he led Texas to victory. He led Texas to three conference championships, including the first big 12 title game in 1996 when he converted uh, fourth and inches with roll left against number three, Nebraska and, and predicted uh, to me, by the way, that, that Texas would beat Nebraska by three touchdowns in that game. Uh, they beat him by 10, mm -hmm. but that's who Casey Thompson is to me. Every time he comes in a game, good things happen. Then for me to listen to Xavier worthy last night, talking about how he watched film with Casey Thompson all week and that they talked about, what kind of throw they would make on the fourth and three play where Xavier worthy catches and turns it into a 31 yard catch and run. And also on the, the back shoulder touchdown pass, mm -hmm. they, they were talking to each other in the huddle before those plays about, Hey, this is going to be open. So throw it in case he's saying, Hey, this back shoulder is going to be open. So look for it. And that that's the kind of stuff as a coach, as a player, as a fan, you want to hear about your yeah. first time starter at quarterback who studies film all week long and said this week, maybe, you know, I'm not going to change my preparation, mm -hmm. except maybe I'll watch more film with the receivers. Right. He does. And it pays off on a fourth yeah. and three play and on a touchdown pass. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear about. I don't care if he's a good practice player or not. This guy makes things happen in games. 16 of 18 drives to points. 14 of those touchdowns. Last night, seven touchdown drives before he gives the ball to Hudson Card. And, and so, to me, you, you just had a monumental moment in your football season. You know who your quarterback is going into big 12 play next week against Texas tech. 
And now you can build. Now you need to see week-to-week improvement. And here I am talking to Casey Thompson after the game, and he's like, we're going to get better from here. Mm-hmm. And and listen, I get it. Texas Tech will be tougher than Rice. TCU will be tougher than Texas Tech. And OU will be tougher than TCU. Right. But if Texas is making that week-to-week improvement – by knowing who their quarterback is, everybody rallies, has confidence. The defense, DeMarvin Overshawn last night is like, hey, man, all I know is I got a lot of rest last night. Yeah. You know, he couldn't get off the field against Arkansas. Yeah, no, the defense was on the field way too long in that game. Way too long. They had, they had five three and outs in their first seven possessions against Arkansas. Nothing worked. Last night, everything worked. And I get it. Arkansas way tougher defense might be the toughest defense Texas faces all year. I think it will be. Yeah. Especially in that atmosphere. Cause it was bonkers in Fayetteville. But when all the players are telling you, and then the quarterback himself is telling you, we'll get better from here. We'll improve from here. And I know Taylor, before the show, we were talking about how, you know, because of the quarterback juggling, they haven't necessarily settled into what, maybe they do best. They probably haven't, they probably haven't hit on exactly what they do best as an offense yet at this point. Right. And, and at this point, Chip, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing going into big 12 play because right now Texas hasn't really shown its hand. And, you know, um, you go back to last night's game, you know, Casey Thompson was 15 of 18 passing for 160, four yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Right. So you look at that stat line, you're kind of like, oh, that doesn't really light the world on fire. However, Casey Thompson has the ability to light the world on fire in addition to, you know, with the the very potent running attack that Texas has, he can sling it still. You know, his arm may not be Hudson Card's arm or whatever right now, but still he he has shown that he is such a gamer and he can get the ball moving that I almost feel at this point, Chip, Texas is in a very positive situation you know, situation heading into Big 12 play because Steve Sarkeesian hasn't had to necessarily show a ton of his hands yet um, offensively. I mean, you probably would have liked to show more against Rice, you know, but they really just were shut out, shut down, you know, all early and often in that game. So they didn't necessarily have the opportunity to when they probably would have. But that may actually play to Texas benefit, in my opinion, going into Big 12 play. Oh, and, you know, not only do the Big 12 teams have to, think about what quarterback may be in and what the two between Casey Thompson and Hudson Card can do with their ability and their skill set. Oh, Texas also just showed that they have four capable running backs that can, you know, really make a difference. I mean, Texas had six rushing touchdowns, four different running backs with uh, rushing touchdowns, all four that are listed on the two deep with B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson, and Jonathan Brooks. I mean, I almost kind of feel like that was like a, oh, get ready to prepare for all four of us and good luck with that because you saw that this Rice defense, which you mentioned was the strength of the team entering this game, they just absolutely got gashed for 427 rushing yards. I mean, that's that's a good day in the office if you're a running back and, and if you're an offense. And, you know, definitely I think you have to give credit where credit is due with Casey leading the charge. You know, he may not have had the – the, you know, world on fire type of stats, but the team did. And that's what matters. It's not about the quarterback stats. It's not about any individual stats. It's what the team can do. And the team is showing that it's playing better when he is leading the charge offensively. And that's a good thing to have when you enter big 12 play. 
Yeah, and I'll say this. I mean, Casey Thompson now with his performance last night now goes over 70% completion for his career Mm -hmm. at Texas. I mean, you want a quarterback in college who's over 60%. Casey Thompson is at 70%. This, you know, all the talk about Hudson Card has a great arm. He has a great arm. Yeah. But you got to know where you are in the play and where your progression is and trust your pocket, have pocket presence, or that arm doesn't even matter. And Casey does put in the time, the film study, and Hudson Card said himself, the best thing that Casey Thompson does is take the classroom to the practice field. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge because I said last week, when the quarterback is uncomfortable, the play caller is uncomfortable. Right. Because the play caller then has to start guessing at what can I call with a guy who's antsy in the pocket? What can I call that's going to work? And that's a terrible place to be. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian over the last, because Casey has now completed 20 of his last 26 passes. You'll take that all day, especially when they're all for touchdowns. He led two touchdown drives against Arkansas. So what? Nine of his last 10 just in the last two games have all been for touchdowns. So when the quarterback is confident and the play caller is confident in the quarterback, the play calling is easier because you know that you can call whatever you want because the quarterback's going to execute it. And that's, that's a great place for this offense to be because you want Steve Sarkeesian at his play calling best. You want this offense at its, at it, at, at having the, full arsenal of plays to call and be able to execute. And this offense should now get better week to week. Jordan Whittington had the big week in, in week one. No one had anything going in week two. Xavier Worthy was the story last night. Seven catches, 88 yards. What, three of them were on those pop passes on jet jet sweeps? That was a new wrinkle. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian said Monday. We got to get more touches for Xavier Worthy. Well, there you go. There's that little pop pass, little shovel pass, whatever, flip pass on the jet sweep. Didn't make killer yardage. I think it averaged like four and a half yards per attempt. But you have to honor that. They ended up running a fake jet sweep on a touchdown to B. John Robinson. Right. And the defense has to honor that because they saw it twice already with Xavier Worthy getting the ball. Then they then he didn't get the ball and it goes for a touchdown for Bijan Robinson. Yeah. So you're adding layers to this offense now, finally, that are going to be necessary when you play TCU and you play OU. They have to have all kinds of things to worry about. And now you should start to see those things develop. Yeah. And this is you know, as you mentioned, like the jet sweep, it may not have gone for a ton of yards, but you have to respect it now. A defense has to respect that because Xavier Worthy has that difference maker type of speed. I mean, he has the breakaway speed that he can run away from probably the majority of Big 12 defenders. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, with having um, the options that Texas does have and having a quarterback who has been more poised in the pocket with Casey Thompson, over a redshirt freshman and Hudson Card, which let's let's not you know bash Card. The, no, 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 Card's fine. He, look, yeah. he's a young guy. 
I mean, exactly. It's normal. He's going through the normal growing pain. Sam Ellinger had the same issues as a freshman. Exactly. I mean, these are very, very, very common issues. And there's only there's a reason there's only been two redshirt freshmen to ever win the Heisman ever. And they were they were I mean, nuts. I mean, you may not like Johnny Manziel or Jameis Winston, but my goodness, their redshirt freshman performances were worthy of Heisman, you know, winning a Heisman there. That's not, you know, that's not the normal. The normal is what you're seeing with Hudson Card. But when you have a quarterback, you know, going through the motions, staying poised in the pocket, that's how you also avoid being one dimensional. And you saw the offense very easily got one dimensional against Arkansas and then they just shut it down. You know, they knew that they weren't going to really if they tested it, they they had enough confidence to, you know, get after Hudson Card still by, you know, dropping eight and only rushing three and still, you know, putting the pressure on him. You know, that was not, you know, the ideal situation, obviously. But when you have a guy like Casey Thompson, it makes it much more difficult to become one dimensional on offense. And as you mentioned, with all the weapons that Texas has, there's a lot of playmakers that you have to really respect if you're an opposing defense facing this Texas offense. Yeah. And I think, um, we definitely need to get into the running backs because we got we got some really great storylines in addition to Bijan Robinson. How about Roshan Johnson uh, lining up at quarterback? Yeah, the former quarterback lines up, takes a direct snap, runs a zone read with Bijan Robinson, fakes the handoff, and then takes off down the right sideline for a seventy-two yard touchdown run. Uh, Bijan Robinson had a sixty-plus yard uh 62 yard <laughs> touchdown run keelan robinson had a 65 yard run uh and has jets mm -hmm. jets we finally saw how fast keelan robinson is i mean you could see it a little bit on his punt block where he came in off the the left edge the shortest distance to the right foot of of rice punter charlie mendez and he just laid out, flattened that punt. The ball goes backward 30 yards through the back of the end zone for a safety. But then when Keelan Robinson blasts off on that 65-yard run, you're like, whoa. Yeah, he like shot out of a cannon. <laughs> that dude is electric. Yeah. So I can't wait to see how they work him into some stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, when was the last time that – anybody can say that Texas had in one single game, three different running backs that had more than their longest run was more than 60 yards, right. three different ones, 63 different backs with a 60 plus yard touchdown run. Yeah. And again, Rice's defense is not, this is not Western Carolina, right? Rice's defense was legit last year. Beat a shut out Marshall 20 to nothing. Now people are going to be like, Oh my God, stop talking. Okay, right. fine. We'll stop talking. We'll we'll give all that. We'll just say that, you know, Rice is awful, <laughs> terrible, even though they led Arkansas 17 and seven in the third quarter. You have to, and, and I said this last week, Taylor, right here on the flagship podcast. I said, when the quarterback situation gets right, the offensive line will look better because I'm not trying to bash Hudson Card, but against Arkansas, he was so lost in the pocket that he was running into sacks. He was running out of the pocket where he was protected. He was running out where his offensive lineman would lose contain on the defense and the defense got him. Right. Hudson yeah. didn't know where to slide. It, it was a mess. It was a mess all the way around. Yeah. Last night, Texas runs 
41 times for 427 yards. What are we going to say about the offensive line now? Mm-hmm. Are they off? No, they're not awful. Okay. And they're they not had a great. Really not great. No, they're not great, but they're yeah, not, they're not, not as bad as what we saw at Arkansas. I mean, you, you've got to have a quarterback who can, and look, you said it to me last night. There were a couple plays where the offensive line didn't do a thing, but because of running backs like Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson, Jonathan Brooks, look, Dan Neal will tell you the all American college football hall of fame ballot. We didn't block anybody on certain runs and Ricky Williams made us look great. You know, look, if you have talented running backs, they're going to be plays where the backs make the line look great. Right. And if you have a quarterback who knows what plays to check in and out of to make sure that you're not, uh-oh, okay, that's that's the look they give us when they're going to blitz right over Denzel Okafor because they know he doesn't know his left from his right on this play. Let me check to this flat pass over here on the on the on the right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that should start to develop now with this Texas offense. I think this is a monumental day uh, for Texas Longhorns in the 2021 season because you wanted to see how Casey Thompson handled the lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're the starter now. Do you change? And here's what I heard from behind the scenes. Guy was totally level-headed, you know, work working with his teammates all week, same guy on the sideline, talking up his teammates, everything. That's great news. Hudson Card's going to be an excellent quarterback. And his days are ahead of him. His best days are ahead of him. Casey Thompson has been around. And this is why I've been saying on the flagship podcast all summer, I thought the safe pick was Casey because He's got experience. He's been studying. He's been in environments. He was at the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Just like Colt McCoy was on the sideline at the Rose Bowl in 05. Right. That stuff matters. When you're a part of the team and you're watching how it all operates and you're seeing how the defense is and you're in that atmosphere, you've experienced it even though you're not on the field. That stuff matters. I get it. Steve Sarkeesian's a new coach. He doesn't know these guys or what they've been through. But that's a big deal, and I think that that's important. Now, and Taylor, obviously Xavier Worthy, the story for the receivers, the running game was was phenomenal. I want to give some love to the defense because that was their first shutout since 2017. They did have three sacks. They They gave up some running yards later in this game, but this was a really – Nice effort from the Texas defense. They just kept everything in front of them. And Jaron Thompson had one of the plays of the game when he he hit uh, Kalan Griffin, um, who was trying to spin. And uh, Jaron Thompson knocks the ball out. Josh Thompson recovers. Texas turns that into seven points. It was a nice bounce back game for the Texas defense after giving up 40 last week. Yeah, it definitely was, especially with the shutout. You know, I mean, that's that's not an easy thing to do. And it was funny last night in the press box, I said to Chip, I was going through the all-time results, you know, with um, Texas first-year head coaches. And the last three head coaches at Texas all posted a shutout win in year one 
um, as the head coach of the Longhorns with both, you know, Charlie Strong first, Steve, or Tom Herman, Steve Sarkeesian. I thought that was interesting. But, you know, I think with, of all things, with this defensive performance, I really feel that people were probably way too harsh on the defense coming out of that Arkansas game because you have to, just because you see a stat sheet doesn't always tell the story. You know what I mean? Like they're, the defense kept Texas in that game. They shut, you know, they forced Arkansas to force field goals and, you know, only gave up, what was it, two touchdowns, I think, in the first half against Arkansas. And one of them came after, or no, excuse me, um, one in the third quarter came after Hudson Card had, you know, fumbled the ball in, uh, and they recovered it, you know, in the red zone area. So I think that when you, you know, this was a performance the defense needed. I think we probably didn't see, know exactly how much they have recovered from that Arkansas loss because the the biggest weakness for Rice was the offense entering this game. Um, but when you have a team like a Rice who has been struggling offensively, you want to see the defense post a, a stout performance against them. You don't want to see them giving up chunk yardage and giving up a ton of explosive plays um, and playing to the level of the competition like has, that has been a problem in recent years under Tom Herman of the team playing to uh, you know the level of their competition that they are facing. That's not what you saw from the defense. You saw the defense, regardless of the opponent, just have their will with um, you know Rice, and that's a good confidence booster because they're going to need to you know, make sure that they are having their will and having their way against these big 12 offenses because they're they're in for a tough challenge. You know, I think the Arkansas, I agree with you that Arkansas is probably the best defense that Texas will face, at least in the regular season. And there's no doubt that they still have not faced the best offense yet that they are going to face this year. So, you know, the defense, you know, having that bounce back game, I think that was really, really big. And, you know, holding Rice to 156 yards rushing, on 32 carries, you know, throwing for only 128 yards, zero touchdowns at all. That's a good day at the office for the defense. Yeah, and now here comes Texas Tech, and Texas Tech is middle of the pack in scoring offense. They they beat Florida International last night, 54 to 21, after barely beating Stephen F. Austin. Uh, two weeks ago and they beat Houston to start the season. So they're three and oh, and Texas tech's defense is, you know, giving up uh 21 points per game better than Texas right now. Uh, but Texas has actually played somebody. So it's, um, it's going to be an in interesting game. We know we'll, we'll get more into Texas tech tomorrow after we hear from Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, but just remember last year's game, Taylor, in, in Lobotics, when Texas had to come back from 15 down with three minutes and 13 seconds. They needed minor miracles to get out of Lubbock last year with a win. They had to recover an onside kick. Now USC Trojan Malcolm Epps had the recovery on that onside kick. Sam Ellinger was like, had a cape, a burnt orange cape. Yeah. Throwing it. Oh. He told running Tom it. Oh my like, God. We're going to come back. We're going to win this game down that oh way. <laughs> yeah. God was that a crazy game. So um, you can't take anything for granted, but OU did not look great against Nebraska yesterday. That was a one possession game. OU has looked gettable to me. Yes, I agree. TCU had a good win over Cal. 
uh, last week. And, and so I'm just saying, take it one, one week at a time, one practice at a time, but the offense should get better from now. I'll be disappointed in Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach and as an offensive coordinator, whatever play caller. If the offense doesn't show week to week improvement from here on out, when Sarkeesian has his guy, there's usually improvement, not only in the quarterback, but in the offense. And that to me was a huge step for the, the 2021 Longhorns in that win over Rice Saturday night. I'm not, yeah. you know, we can talk about who they played and what the score was, but that he solidified himself as the quarterback of this team by how efficient he was. Yeah, it just continues the efficiency when he gets on the field and Casey Thompson just continues. And at this point, Chip, I don't think there's any reason to question that this offense won't continue to improve because of the, you know, the talent that's on it. Now, it obviously takes it the offense to have to execute and play up to the the talent, you know, the standard that they have and the what they're capable of doing. That's on you know, the coaches getting the players ready to do it and putting them in position to do it. And then the players actually executing but there's no reason to really question if that should be something to be worried about under Steve Sarkeesian because he has shown pretty much every stop he's been at that the offense continues to get better. I mean, he he is viewed as one of the top offensive minds in football, not just college football, but in football for a reason. And so at this point, Texas, I think, is in a really good spot going into Big 12 play. They obviously have a, their guy in Casey Thompson um, you know, that's not meaning that Hudson's not ever going to be the guy of the future either. You know, I, I even said last year that it wouldn't, I don't think it would have been a bad thing for Hudson to have a full year learning the college, you know, game because he didn't have a normal redshirt freshman year. You know, he didn't have spring practice, even though he was an early enrollee, he didn't have a normal summer. He didn't have a normal fall camp. He didn't have a normal season. He probably could benefit from another year learning how things roll in the college game and keeping his confidence up for becoming the guy of the future. It's clear right now, Casey Thompson is the guy um, and he should be, you know, and, you know, I think Texas fans need to be happy that they have a guy that they can lean on. And there's also a backup that can be really good down the road once he gets more comfortable um, with the college level of play. Yeah. I listen, we'll leave it there. Uh, but Texas fans, I think you should feel really good about knowing who your quarterback is going into Big 12 conference play, an efficient quarterback, and a quarterback who grinds, who wants to get better, will put in the work to get better. Said he was going to watch film with his receivers this week. Did it. It paid off on a fourth and three and on a back shoulder touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy. That's what you want from your quarterback position. I mean, look at, the, look at all the top teams right now breaking in new quarterbacks, Alabama, Ohio State, um, you know, it, the list goes on and A&M a and, and you want to have confidence in that position. As B. John Robinson said, it all starts at quarterback. He said, now we just need to keep rolling with Casey. I will trust B. John Robinson on that one. And oh, you ran for 427 yards behind that offensive line. It's amazing how things get better when your quarterback position gets solidified. Um, Taylor, great stuff. 
let's do it again uh, tomorrow. How about that? All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and we're trying to get that Monday podcast out uh, by the time you drive home from work. So be looking for that. Uh, that flagship podcast tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon. And also make sure that you are subscribed to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel so that we can all hang out and see each other. You know, Chip, we have to get, I, I think that, you know, I tweeted something when we launched our YouTube channel saying that if we got to 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel that you and I would shotgun a beer at the state far at the state fair for texas ou this year i don't know what we're at right now but that should be some incentive if you want to see chip and i shotgun a beer at the state fair for texas ou go ahead and uh you know subscribe to the horns 24 7 youtube channel click the bell so you get all the latest notifications on the newest videos that we are posting over there and uh you know if we get to 5,000, one of those videos may be of us probably choking on beer so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it get any better than that, people? Tell your friends and enemies right now to get subscribed to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Um, for Taylor Estes, the shotgunning Taylor Estes. <laughs> I'm terrible at it, just so you know. So. <laughs> I, I hope to be the shotgunning Chip Brown. Uh, check us out over at Horns247.com. And until next time right here on the Flagship Podcast. Stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.